for fools. Are you into it or not so much? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Yes, it is. It is. And you may have noticed we are not really pulling any April Fool's Day pranks on the Colleen no and Bradley show. What? We know better. We learned our lesson the hard way. But I'm always curious because it seems to me there are some people who get really into the pranking and also enjoy the pranking. Here's the fatal like flaw with pranking. What is it? Then you will be pranked. True. This is true. You will get you do it and Play you're going to get revenge on you at some point. Play the tape. That's why I, you know, want to constantly scare the bejeebers out of you. Mm. But I know you'll return the favor. 651-641-1071. Are you into St. I almost said St. Patrick's Day. Are you into April Fool's Day or not so much? I'm just curious. And if so, why? I will say yesterday, Bradley did scare the bejeebers out of me. I went to the restroom and I came back to my studio. We're in separate studios because COVID. COVID. And uh, I opened up the door and Bradley Trainer was just sitting in a chair in the corner and I it's scared <laughs> apropos of nothing the you know what out of me and I didn't like go boo no I just he sat just there was sitting there it was scary it doesn't sound scary but I'm an easy scare six five one six four one one oh I'm just scary I mean come on a hundred percent uh are you into April Fools or not so much now Bradley I did make mention of the fact that we no longer engage in April Fool's Day pranks that is correct. Because I really think we went out with a literal bang the one and only time we yeah. did one. Well, um, and we all, it almost cost us our job. It, Or at least we thought it almost cost yeah. us our job. I, I, I actually think it cost us far more dearly than we truly realized because we were too busy worrying about the wrong thing. Okay. Meaning... I'm going to need you to explain that whole thing. So... um. I came into contact with a bag of or a box of fart bags. Mm-hmm. Now, back it up because mm-hmm. they were showcased on an episode of Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Alana from Here Comes Honey Boo Boo um, launched one of these fart bags. It's basically like it looks like a like a baseball. You know what do you call like those baseball, baseball cards. cards? Yeah, like a little cellophane package. Yeah, and you take it and you step on it. Mm-hmm. Something will pop, and that will release gas, which fills up the bag over time. Mm-hmm. It's like a delayed time release experience. And you know, thirty seconds, a couple minutes later, whatever it was, it'll pop. So you can set it. And forget it and get the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. And then it'll go off. Well, I was like, hey, Colleen, I got the I bought a box of fart bags, just like Honey Boo Boo, because we were watching that show at the time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, my first thought was that we should do something to Lori and Julia. That was your first thought. And we luckily were like, well, maybe. That seems like a bad idea. Also, um, we wouldn't really be able to talk about it after the fact, right? right? If it was on Lori and Julia's show, because then our show would already be over. So we p- picked as our target uh, Marjorie and Elizabeth Reese, who had a show before us where Donna and Steve currently are. Mm-hmm. So we decided to to launch the fart bag on them in the studio. 
uh, during their show. And we did it under the guise of bringing them coffee. Now, Holly, did you actually find the audio? I have that. Oh, oh my you gosh. do? She has the audio. Let's just play it, and then we'll talk about how it right. all went awry. This but was also, April Fool's like 100 years well, ago. Well, that's what I was trying to remember. How many years ago would this have been? Well, it would have been five years ago. Well, I it would have been. It was before I worked here. Elizabeth so. Reese told us the other day because she was pregnant with her baby Bernie, and so old it was before is. Holly. And Bernie, I think, is five or six. So it's been five or six years. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. All right. Second. Wait what? a second. What? It's April Fool's Day. You didn't take a sip of this coffee, did you? It, oh, well, do you no, want me enjoy to... your coffee. Okay, what's in the coffee? Nothing. It's coffee. Do you want me to? Okay, what is first? in the coffee? Yeah, oh yeah, you you, you you sip <gasps> this first because I don't trust. Bradley's got a very devious look on his face. No, I have. No, it's just coffee. I, I promise you. Okay, if something happens to me in about an hour because of this coffee, I'm going to know it's you. You're fine. <laughs> You're fine. Calm down. You guys are seeming a little suspicious. I know. Look at the looks on his face. Why are you coffee? Something good tomorrow. Okay. It's not Colleen. It's Bradley who I'm I suspicious know. of. I know. Well, it is time for a... <gasps> it's April Fool's Day, but it's also time for a rumor has it. I'm scared. Rumor has Did you take a sip? No. Okay. I'm too scared. Tam, will you come try it? <laughs> no. Tam, do it. Tam, will you come try it? Okay, you no, first, why Tam. why would I do that? Why um, would I do that? Yeah, no, it wouldn't be smart. Because it would be nice. Nice how? <laughs> uh, not nice for Tam. Yeah. <laughs> What okay. Happened? See, I'm telling you. Something popped. An egg. It what? smells like egg. I, I have an egg here. Uh, okay, so I'm so sorry. Okay, sorry. We do not know what's happening. We feel like Colleen and Bradley did something. I'm getting so paranoid. It smells really bad in here. Ah! <laughs> what is that? There's they a rotten egg. They put a stink bomb. They stink bombed the studio. Ah! I knew. <laughs> I knew something was. Oh my god. Oh, god. oh my god. Open the door. I gotta open the door. Okay. Oh my god, it's so goes after that. Like it got so much worse. You guys have no idea. It, it went was, dark. Like that was the fun part. It was a full blown stink bomb and it wafted throughout the it entire was nuclear, office building. Nuclear. Nuclear. Oh. When I say because you know, something that's labeled fart bag sounds like this. Oh. <laughs> A little, a little toot magoo. Yeah, just and for context, now I wasn't here when all of this happened, mm-hmm. but you've the, heard the lore. I've heard the lore. It has become legend. But to put it in context for people, the building that we operate out of is the corporate headquarter for this organization. Meaning, right. there are television. Impor- yes, mm-hmm. there are impor- satellite. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're important people. In this building. Yeah, like the president of the entire company. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the family that essentially mm-hmm. brought television to, to Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, to the mm-hmm. Twin Cities. Yeah. 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 So like legends <laughs> and corporate people and legal, like we yep. have a whole legal department. Yep. Like, and people what happened was that tiny like little us. fart bag released a nuclear cloud that began wafting through the building. And I'm not kidding when I say... People uh, out in the lobby were complaining about the stench as because we we got a fan to fan out the studio so that Elizabeth and Marjorie, who, by the way, had to go into the main studio mm-hmm. to get rid of or so that they could breathe. And then we aired out our studio, forcing this giant nuclear cloud throughout the building, at which point other people were made aware of it. Now, unbeknownst to us, a plot had been hatched by our boss. Arthur to get us back for 
the stink bomb. Okay, here's what I'm I want to do because I've got a plan. We're going to do some on air production because we do need to talk about how the tables turn. We pretended like we were going to take your calls and then you know we decided to talk <laughs> we about our <laughs> but that's okay. But, nobody but called. Don't worry. about We it. have cool. We have to talk about how the tables turned on us. Uh, and so we're going to do that when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Uh, and you'll get to hear how this whole entire experience resolved itself oh. on my talk 107.1. Speaking of karma, uh, that's where we find ourselves in the story of the epic April Fool's prank that we did not think all the way through on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 107.1 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment i'm colleen lindstrom that's bradley trainer hi okay so just to bring you all up to speed we were talking about april fools and we just decided to like go through the entire story of the time that we reference all the time on the colleen and bradley show the time that we set off a stink bomb in the studio to prank our friends marjorie and elizabeth which was the show before us we played a little audio from that um what what we didn't know at the time and what we found out later was that Elizabeth Reese was actually pregnant. And so the stink bomb smell uh, did what things do to pregnant women and it made her very sick. Yeah, it would, didn't go over very it well. It wasn't a good But, thing. you know, like, it again, the first act was we launched the stink bomb and we were like, ha ha, stink bomb, ha ha, look, it smelled. And... Colleen and I quickly were like, whoa, that was a lot stinkier than we thought it was going to be. And we didn't kind of give it much more thought of it than like, oh, that was that was a little intense in a way we hadn't anticipated. anticipated. However, unbeknownst to us, our boss, B. Arthur, decided that she was going to get us back uh, and launched a plan on the fly Uh involving uh other co-workers uh and people in positions of power here at my talk to um get us back for what we did so this is the part that was just ingenious uh we went down to lunch and we checked our emails <laughs> and we had gotten an email from somebody who you don't generally if you get an email from this person you might be in trouble and ultimately, it should have. It probably would have come from our bosses. But it would have come from Dan, mm-hmm. but he was out of town, if I remember correctly, yes. or he was out of the office. He at was least out of the office. So we got like the next mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. thing. And this is a person like we don't normally talk to, other than like when there's like you know paperwork or mm-hmm. very important things. Like this again, somebody you don't want to interface with. Unless, you know... When you're being called to the carpet for something. It's like getting called to the principal's office. Yeah. And it was, come and speak to me directly after the show. And (laughs) that's cryptic. And I remember we went down to lunch, talked to B. Arthur, and she's like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But what she hadn't bargained on or bargained for, because, again, she knew... What she right. had done, she had done this. Yes, yeah, and we had were gone like, to "Do that you know and sent an email what, on her behalf. Sh- what this person is going to talk to us about?" And she's like, "Oh no, but I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. It's fine." Well, at don't first, worry, no, no, no. Fine. Actually, at first, I think she was more like, "Well, I don't know," but uh, but when she saw the look of sheer terror on our eyes, I think she started allaying those fears mm-hmm. by playing down like what would happen. Unfortunately, that didn't affect uh, any change. In our minds. So we both have some anxiety uh, <laughs> that just comes hardwired into us. Yeah. And um, so I want everybody to know that the plan had been 
that for the whole three-hour show, they were going to drag this out for our entire show. That didn't end up happening because what did happen, again, was not what they bargained for, which was that I had... Bradley was sweating profusely. That's true. Through his shirt, but he was ready to play. Like, he was going to do the show. He was like, this might... I'm not joking. This was an actual conversation. Bradley said to me, this might be our last show, but we're going to make it a good show. And I was like, are we? Because in my head, I'm like, how am I going to tell my husband I got fired for a stink bomb? I do remember saying, like, this is... They're not going to... We're going to get in trouble, sure. But, like... It'll be fine. It's going to be okay. We're fine. And if it's our last show, it'll be our best show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, there is nothing we can do right now. And usually one of us will play that role mm-hmm. in moments like that. So I was trying to be the voice of reason. <laughs> um, but again, what had what had happened was, unbeknownst to us behind the scenes, B. Arthur had enlisted the help of uh, Marjorie. And at one point, Marjorie came in and was like, you guys, I did my best. I want you to know I told him it was no big deal. I didn't. You know, we had this meeting. They're meeting right now, and actually. And they're closed-door meetings, which is a big deal here. Yeah. Um, so just want you to know there's a meeting, but I want you to know that I did exactly, or I did everything I could, and, you know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And that, that I think, sort of put the final nail in, the, in your coffin. And at that point, it wasn't long before B. Arthur came in and relieved us. Of And this was in a break, oh. because we weren't talking about this on the air at that point. I think we had tried to move on. Right? Marjorie, we had tried to move on, but Marjorie came in and said that part on the air. Oh, okay. That was on that the air. That was on the air. But B. Arthur coming in was not on the air, was it? Or was it? Was it was on the air. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, it's the all whole a blur. thing was for it's the benefit of the listener, because... They decided to let us off the hook. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because I was powering down. Yeah, well, you weren't able to do the show. I was... <laughs> and I, I was, was literally just like, do-do-do, so, uh, <laughs> did you see any good TV last night? so She's like, no. Uh, no. Holly, at the time, I was also running the board and hosting the show. Oh, and sure. I yeah. was 
it was all I could do to push the buttons. The talking part was not happening. And poor Bradley is like dancing as fast as he can. And I, and he's sweating. (laughs) So terrible. And then, yes, Amy did come in. B. Arthur came in and said, you guys, like that was the dumbest thing you've ever done, but you're not going to lose your jobs over it. No, but I am pretty sure that they, there was, there were, well, including Dan was like, what? What did these two fools do? It was really bad. Yeah, like it it got back to all the wrong people. It let's did. put it that way. Well, I mean, how could it not? Because let me tell you what happens with a stink bomb. It doesn't just like dissipate so that it smells no, it faintly. Literally, this, it moves in a capsule through the entire building. And so the smell is as strong as it is. And to call it a fart bag, really, like I, 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 sh- I want to sue because they should call it like a cloud, like like nuclear cloud, because it was it was not like a little poop. No, it wasn't. No, no. It if, was... if you if somebody farted and that came out, like you should like see a doctor, call, call the ambulance, or or call the defense department and sign that guy up for the next, you know. Get you on could the do some damage with... with that thing. Oh my god! It was an experience, and it taught us a very valuable lesson, which is, um, don't play don't. pranks. <laughs> yeah, don't. In radio, nothing should be a surprise. No, right? No, agreed. Especially right? when it comes to. <sighs> it was a moment. Um, so we don't play pranks anymore. No, and if and... we do, if we even think about it. We play we, the tape. You have all the to way play through. the tape all the way through. Like, okay, well, what could possibly go wrong? We didn't do that before. We would just be like, "Oh, it'll be fine. They love us. Marjorie and Elizabeth love us. It'll be fine. It'll be fine." It's a valuable lesson. Yeah. Uh, do you walk around on on uh, April Fool's Day? St. Like, Patrick's Day. I you keep keep wanting... saying that on April Fool's Day, like looking over your shoulder, waiting for somebody to no. do something. No. I have enough I, other I anxiety things to worry someday... about. We're going to get got. Well, I feel like we got got. I do, too. Yeah, I think we paid that that karmic price. Oh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get the Cobra gang back together, this time to talk about Brad and Angelina after this on My Talk 107.1. You know, there is a divorce that has been going on for 112 years, and uh, we have to talk about it today on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And in order to talk about this divorce, we need to call the Cobra Gang together. Whenever there's trouble, without a double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time, we're the Cobra Gang. Oh, we're not doing that. No, because it's Brangelina, right? Yes. What day are we? Thursday today. Thank you. Play ball. Thank you. What? Play ball. It's opening day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Big balls. It's like you meant to do that. So I think we need to have a conversation, not about balls, but Brand and Brand. Brand over there. Brangelina, Brad and Angelina. It's a lot of words. So the reason I want to talk about this, I actually want to talk about this a day ago or so. Well, thank you for your patience. <laughs> but you wouldn't let me talk about it. So here we are. I just want to revisit this never-ending divorce and talk through why, other than 
making some attorneys super, super rich. Are these two people still fighting tooth and nail? And apparently, according to this story that I read, albeit in the Daily Mail, but that's all I can muster right now, mm-hmm. um, it's possibly going to take six more years for this to be done. Okay, seriously? You guys, literally, they, they have hired a private judge because, like, they are so intent on screwing each other outside of <laughs> outside the confines of marriage mm-hmm. um and paying like exorbitant amounts to uh divorce attorneys and i don't under and like look i don't know what all traditions you uh heterosexuals get up to but i just don't understand the need to fight for this many years about something that think about this their kids could be of age or adults by the time they're done arguing over custody which is so doesn't make any sense right so what am i missing is this purely ego i mean if i'm being honest i think yes well yes i think it's a it's purely ego and it's just an axe to grind. I think that there are some people who believe that, and it's so hard because we don't really know what actually happened inside the walls of their marriage, like so many divorces. But the story that we've been told is that Brad Pitt was a hot mess Mm -hmm. and that he was negligent as a father and that he was kind of deep in the throes of addiction and that in that process he was not kind to the people in the family and so you know as elizabeth reese has said in the past you know angelina jolie has gone all mama bear on this and that's why she's so fierce about it i don't necessarily think that's not the case i just don't think we have enough information and i think well and also brad pitt makes some very big changes and he's talked publicly about that. So then I wonder, isn't that what she wanted? And why then is she still, why are they still fighting like this? But what decision has to be made that can't be made without millions of dollars and six more years? Mm-hmm. Like, we've been through divorces before. Mm-hmm. We've been through very rich people divorces before. I understand that when money is involved, like, you know, I'm being, you know, I, I'm being intentionally somewhat naive because uh, I will never have this experience of being in their place. And, and that's to make a point, which is this is ludicrous that these two disgustingly privileged, successful, wealthy people are, you know, sure, employing, um, you know, like they're paying the salaries of some people who are, I'm sure, very grateful and their children will go to college and have a future as a result and probably, you know, live off the money after their parents die. Um, Like, that's awesome. And also, she's uh, reportedly, Brant, Angelina has sold some artwork to pay for all this stuff. So I'm sure the the people in the art world are like, woohoo! Keep it up. If this is a nice little side gig you guys got going, funneling money into the economy. Wow. Okay, sure. But what, like, like realistically, what actual decisions have yet to be made yeah. that these two couldn't just figure out? Which makes me wonder, is the problem custody? Is the problem money? Is the problem property is the problem what but then don't you just look at your bank account and go like whatever it is 
So that's Again, that's me. the naive part of me that's like, who cares? I, I would literally run from this and be like, you can have it all. I don't care. So, But that's then the part that makes me feel like it's got to be about the kids. And she's, to me, it seems like she's the reason why... Like, she I understand, will not agree to anything. I understand that, like, when Elizabeth Reese gave that. But then I would say, what are you teaching your children? Right. Like, what is the lesson that in the face of, like, I, I, again, I'm not there. I don't know the details. But I would I would say, like, that seems an odd lesson to be teaching your children. And then, and then it begs the question, like, if the problem is that she fears for their safety when they're, when she's, when they're with. Yeah. Brad Pitt, then there's another conversation that should be had. Well, then that seems like a decision that a judge could make. Exactly. You know, like, yeah, the kids aren't safe. They're not going with you. But, like, we need to battle this out for the next six years with tens of millions of dollars. It's so bizarre. And then, like, at some point, why wouldn't he just be like, okay, it's not worth putting my children through this because likely this won't be done until they're adults anyway. Right. Like, I, I guess I'm miss, I, and truly we are missing all the details yeah. because we don't really know what's going on inside. But I am just, I am just at a loss for, like, this just and seems so. Must, and they have to have some sort of custody arrangement now. Right? Yeah, or the kids don't have any relationship with him. I mean, obviously, in the past, we know his relationship with Max, um, Maddox. Maddox has been non-existent well, right that the yes because the storyline is that that had something to do with that fateful evening on the tarmac in little falls it's just that that strident i'm making like even if it's the if the argument is like i'm making a point and i'm standing on principle at the expense of right like being right. at the peace. benefit of whom yeah yourself so that when you get to the end of six years and your bank account is drained you're going to feel magically better. And for whom? Yeah. Right? Because it's not like it's going to prove anything to the public. Or to Brad Pitt. Or to Brad Pitt. It's like, yeah, I don't understand. I also, I just, am, I have so many curiosities about, because they're so intensely private, but also so completely out there. Like, we... It's not like the paparazzi can't touch them, but she curates. She is much more private than he is. Yes. And he's pretty Or has private. been since the end of their relationship. Yeah. But but you do see paparazzi photographs of her with the kids. But we also know that those are Which means curated. she wants you to see those. Right. Yeah, Holly, yeah exactly. I know this is short notice. Are there any blind items on this at all? Not really. Okay. No. I mean, that they're really keeping it on lockdown then. Because... Yes. Nobody like there's no detail. Well, there's no there's no interest in him sharing any of this because that's not going to serve him well in the court right. of public opinion, which this is all about. I really don't. I, I don't know that I really buy that. This is it just seems too easy if it's like she's like, I'm going to save my children. Like you have money and resources. Your kids are going to be fine and they are not going to be forced to be with Brad Pitt if he's a danger like that. Right. I just don't think. The system would allow that to happen. There are much more vulnerable children who don't have the resources they have that I would be more worried about than her children. So then I just I begin to wonder who's actually like who's benefiting from what? I mean, you wonder if the people that are that they are employing are encouraging them to drag this out 
for their own benefit. Yeah, I don't know. And then you you have to remember these people all have families. Angelina Jolie oh. has a family. Brad Pitt has a family, extended family, yeah. and they right like. Yeah. And the kids have family. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is just. Well, it sounds like what's at the heart of it is that he is looking for 50-50 custody and she wants 100%. Yeah. And that, if that's the sticking point, to your point, there's like an inability or an unwillingness to trust the system that if, if he's a danger, then the court will make that decision. Yeah. Or if he's a danger, just like you have a lot of money and power, keep him from seeing your children. It's this such a bizarre story. Right? Like, it, it, again, it's hard because for you and I, it would be a different conversation. Oh, 100%. If you and your husband were battling it out, you know, I would have far more empathy for somebody who's like, you know, this is the only way I can keep my children from, you know, being near this person. Mm-hmm. That t- it totally makes sense. But mm-hmm. that's not these two. I don't think because, again, they're both so powerful and privileged their youngest kids are 12 years old so to your point if no six years they will be adults they will be adults and able to make their own choices yeah and isn't maddox already an adult yeah he's in college yeah Mm -hmm. so So you wonder i mean again we don't know what's really going on behind the scenes and maybe there's a crucial thing maybe like maybe she's like yeah maybe it's we are completely underappreciating mm-hmm. something, which I'm totally open to. But it just blew my mind when I read like all the money they were spending on essentially a custody dispute that won't be over until the children are too old yeah. for it to matter anyway. And that she's like liquidating assets, assets yeah. in order to pay for this. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, remember yesterday when we talked about the Oscars and how they were trying to make sure everybody who was nominated and was going to win was going to show up because mm-hmm. they weren't going to do any Zoom. Mm-hmm. Well, there's an update. Bradley's going to give us the update after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. What up, girlfriend? Hey, how's it going? I'm just hanging out. Cool, neat. So yesterday we were talking about, you know, the Oscars, because the Oscars are coming up. Yeah. Uh, and hooray for oh, Hollywood. Oh, More can I tell you something? Put a pin for in Hollywood. It. What? What? I said put a pin in it. Sorry. I didn't okay. want to interrupt you. Okay. So yesterday we talked about the Oscars. The Oscars are coming up. Steven Soderbergh is producing the whole thing. He was all like, hey, guys, here's the deal. You have to show up. Yeah, I know there's like a pandemic and stuff, but we're not going to do that thing where people go on Zoom because we did that last year and it was a bust blah 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 so show up okay and then people were like yeah no and then he was all but yeah but now there's news there's news in a meeting um for studio and personal reps of oscar nominees steven soderbergh did say i know the logistics are mind-numbing and i know we want everybody to show up to get their award but london calling london calling um, actually, that's a bad analogy because the last guy who said London, call, it's a long story. You okay. don't want to know. Okay. London is 100% confirmed 
Uh, which means that they are going to allow celebs to be in London. And there might be other places internationally for stars to gather. They won't be able to do Zoom calls to the Academy Awards because we're not doing that. Mm -hmm. But we have arranged space in London and we are working on other spaces. Just because we're not saying anything doesn't mean we're not doing things. So cool your jets. We're working on some stuff. And uh, you uh, Brits will have a place to accept your award without coming all the way to L.A. in the midst of a global pandemic. So I found this to be kind of interesting because I was thinking about this as a possibility before they made this announcement. I was thinking, like, how else could they do it if they weren't going to use Zoom? And I thought about that possibility of having some of the other, and I I, I don't want to say hotspots, that's not the right term, but other places where... Hollywood types might find themselves, right? Like central locations like Orgies. London. What? What? So, but then I was thinking, I wonder how big their budget is because then they also have to pay for crew and they have to pay for, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of costs. One wonders, that, right? however, though, yes, and much like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying I was curious about that, but go on. Okay. No, Much like I'm, the Super Bowl. I'm just saying that um, yeah, the cost is definitely an, an issue, but I imagine, too, you might have, like, the Super Bowl people saying, like, not being, like, maybe, yes, they are paying, and they're probably paying something, and, like, union workers are getting dues and all that, mm-hmm. not dues, um, scale. Scale. Yeah. Um, union wages. Um but that some venues may have actually donated space, right? Because, sure. again, that might be good PR for the space. Right. Um, where does that leave us? That leaves us, oh, again, saying that you're not going to... This will prevent having, like, big gaps in people showing up. Because, sure, you can make everybody show up and then say, "We're if you don't show up, too bad, so sad. But then, like, what do you have... For a telecast, right? Right, like that would be kind of silly. So, at the end of the day, the power is in the hands of the celebrities. And I would just like to let you know that uh, Hollywood is a global empire. And um, I don't know if you've read headlines lately. Much of Europe is increasingly not able to move mm-hmm. um, far more severely than uh, restriction-wise than we are. For example, mm-hmm. I mean, m- much of the rest of the world, with the exception of you know the the to the east of us and i guess to the mm-hmm. west to mm-hmm. the east there are big swaths of the world that don't have this issue but there are big chunks that do right and so it would be silly to just assume that like oh we're able to get together in la come join us guys right when they really i mean france literally just locked down for the next month they're, mm-hmm. i mean you know like legit locked yeah down. gerard depardieu ain't getting over here Gerard Depardon. Well, he ain't he ain't coming for another reason. <laughs> uh-huh. We're not going to talk about right some now. issues. Uh-huh. Um, remember, I told you to put a pin in something. Yeah, but I didn't know what I was putting a pin. I in. know because I didn't tell you. But newsflash, my partner Jamie, this is going to be the first year that he will have seen every nominated film before the Oscars. And I don't just mean because people do this all the time when I say he watches all the films or tries to. There's always like one or two that he doesn't get to. And it's because they don't show here. And people will say, well, I saw them all. Not the films that are nominated for Best Picture. Mm -hmm. 
he has All literally seen or will have by the time this festival festival award <laughs> ceremony rolls around all of them because yeah. and you're talking uh, really quickly because yeah, yeah. i want to be very specific about what that means because i think you've painted a picture but sometimes people are sure. like well sure you've seen all of them no like the animated shorts documentary short, shorts documentary shorts foreign language he board shorts all of them everything yeah it's a commitment it literally it, but but the reason he is able to do that this year is because of the pandemic because there are so many places in our very own Minneapolis St. Paul the or the Twin Cities Film Society mm-hmm. uh they are making some of those films available like you buy I don't know exactly how it works but I believe you buy a ticket and they have like a virtual viewing platform oh my gosh I bet this has been amazing for him because he's been able to do all of this in his sweatpants literally without leaving the house yeah which is amazing. Yeah. Because so, when you when he do, when we are find ourselves in this season, usually in normal times yeah. and Jamie goes about that process of watching all of the movies, he has a spreadsheet, he has a schedule. There are days that you're like, "Well, Jamie's watching movies tonight." So All the days. I'm like, "What are you doing after yeah. dinner?" And movies. he'll look at me like, "Are you what?" Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, sorry." So he's been able to do all of this without ever leaving the comfort of your living room. So that shows you. Have you seen some of the stuff? I've literally seen one movie. (laughs) Which one? Oh, it's and it was so good. I cried like a baby. It's the one. um, It's the Italian film, one of the best. uh, One of the films nominated for best foreign film with Sophia Loren. Okay. I don't remember the name, but Holly, I see her furiously typing. <laughs> no? Okay. I'll look it up. It's called The Life Ahead. Yes. So good. Sh- not super long. Just a, a very beautiful story. And that's, and that's the, the movie one I've seen. That seen. <laughs> I will probably watch I mean, movies this weekend. That's a deep track but, right there. Yeah. Well, just because I wanted to see what Sophia Loren was up to, the woman has had, like, you guys, her... Her life is amazing, and the fact that she's doing film and she plays the role of this like aging prostitute sex worker mm-hmm. person that just she nails it, and you're like, she's amazing. Okay, so that's your. I'm. It's my one. Thank you for that one contribution. <laughs> Do you have any idea what you're going to watch this weekend? No, it depends on what's left on his list. Okay. See, but I do think this is kind of cool because you really like everything is actually available to you. It, it's fascinating. Also, can I say he was having this guy, he was telling me about what the film society is doing. And he goes, he actually goes, I, you know, I thought about joining that film society. Uh, but I'm not, I'm just not really, you know, I, I don't know that I really watch enough movies. <laughs> and I was like, you literally are the only person, probably. Or there's probably like six people in town who've watched all of these movies. Yeah. That's those people. Yeah, like you're, you're those, that, those are your people. Those... And oftentimes those people are professionals. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't get paid. And like literally, the moment the award ceremony is done, it would take an act of Congress to get him to go into a movie theater, which I love. Or to well to watch a to movie. watch a movie yeah that does, that isn't recommended or nominated for a major award. Does he, um, 
Oh, shoot. Now I forgot. What I was gonna... How long has he been doing this? That was my question. I don't know if it's as long as I've known him, but it's certainly been the majority of that time. So I would say most of the last 12 years. I mean, I was going to say it's definitely been since <laughs> I've known him. Yeah. Which has been nine years. Yeah. Ten years, probably. Uh, it's It really is a remarkable, like, thing that he does and that he commits to and does year after year and after also, year. also, you know how you and I, like, if you and I had seen all of the movies, everyone in our life would know about it. Oh, are you kidding me? We would be For talking sure. about it. We would be blogging about it. We would do a podcast special about it. You ask him a question about it. He's like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Why are... What? Brevity. I mean, he has an internal life that must just be so magically rich that he's not sharing with any one of us. We'll never know. (laughs) When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what's the worst Easter candy? Complain with us. 651-641-1071. What Easter candy gets the sad trombone from you after this? Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com. Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.